You are listening to the First Baptist Jinx podcast. To learn more about FBC Jinx, including our gathering times, visit us online at fbcjinx.org. Today's talk comes from Pastor Rick Fry. Well, if your heart has already been blessed so far, would you give that choir a round of applause this morning? Wow. You know, when the angels gave the announcement to the shepherds, they made an incredible declaration. You may remember that it's found in Luke 2, 10, 11, when he said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Can you imagine being there that day to hear that announcement? An announcement that born in the city of David was not just going to be a great leader or born in the city of David was not just an outstanding person. But born in the city of David on that day was a deliverer, a savior, a messiah. You and I are here this morning and we can celebrate because we know and we have the confidence that certainly Jesus is who he says that he was. We see through Scripture, Old and New Testament, so many prophecies that tell us about the coming of the Messiah, where he was going to be born, all that was going to take place. Born in Bethlehem, born and and laid in a manger because there was no room for him in the end, born of a virgin. And yet we also see that wise men, noble men, and men from the east were going to come and worship him and even describe the gifts that they were going to bring, that they were going to bring gold and frankincense and myrrh. Gold certainly speaking of his nobility and deity, frankincense speaking about the fragrance of his life, and myrrh speaking of the sacrifice of his life. You and I today can certainly celebrate the true meaning of Christmas because we have, if you will, an anchored in the realization that Jesus literally fulfilled every single prophecy. You might even say that he was born at the right time. Paul would write of that in Galatians 4, 4 through 5, when he said, But in the fullness of time has come, that is just at the right time, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. You may recall that there was a span of about 400 years that literally God went silent. In so many ways, God just didn't say anything. And the reason why for those 400 years no scripture was written was because God was waiting for the right time and the right place. All of a sudden, uh, the chaos begins to just, if you will, cascade over and over and over again. And religions were vying for who was right and who was wrong. And all of a sudden, coming crashing into that moment of confusion was Jesus. John recorded in John 1 when he says, we hear that the word became flesh, that is the logos, the expression of who God is. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. God literally makes a declaration right at the right time, at the right moment in history, and he declares it all in the person of Jesus Christ. As the song so very amply says, it was all wrapped up in him, if you will. But I want you to realize that in making that declaration, he declares three incredible messages. One is he declares the glory of God. We've been in our series this Christmas season about the glory of Christmas and to think about that God himself, Emmanuel, encased in human flesh, 
literally came to this earth, there never has and there never will be anybody like Jesus. 100% God and yet 100% man. And yet God declares his glory through his son as he walked upon the face of this earth in the person of the Lord Jesus. But he also declared his grace. He said the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Notice, full of grace. Not full of condemnation, but full of grace. Grace meaning that God has extended his favor and his love to solve the problem of humanity. And the problem of humanity was sin. There was a separation between us and God. And he says, I love you this much that I'm willing to give up from my very own heart my only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but right now, present tense, can have everlasting life. It's like he cascaded grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. Paul would write, thanks be for this unspeakable gift, the gift of grace. But not only did he come giving us glory and telling us of his grace, but notice the text also says he was full of grace and truth. If there was ever one who came to exemplify what truth was and is, it was Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man coming to the Father except by and through me. It's almost as if God was saying at this moment when all of these religions were clamoring to say, I'm right and you're wrong. It's almost God said, listen, are, are you tired of the lies of your culture? Are you, are you tired of this deception in the world today about who's right and who's wrong? Historically, to be honest, all of the chaos and all of the religious confusion Jesus comes crashing into reality, and God says, I want you not only to know truth, I want you to see truth and to behold truth. He came to give a declaration. He came to give a declaration of grace and glory and truth. But as you heard the song a few moments ago, Jesus came to suffer. We get enamored with the fact of babies. We all love babies. And Jesus came, certainly born of a virgin, a baby, a child. But he came for a mission. He came to die. John would record in John 1, 29, he said that the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Sacrifice is associated with the word lamb. Jesus came to bear the sins of the world, and this was his mission. He came to die for you and me. But there was also rejection. Scripture says that he came to his own, but his own received him not. They rejected him. They didn't want to have anything to do with him. You would think that certainly someone like Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, would go from obscurity to greatness, but when you look at Jesus, he goes from greatness to obscurity. But then I want you to see there's a third word that describes his passion, and that was his agony. In Luke twenty-two forty-four, 44, he says, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. We know this is the story of when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, knowing that he was getting ready to face the cruel cross. 
And you remember he said to the Father, Lord, if there's any way possible that, that we can do this any other way, that this cup can pass from me. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He understood the agony and the anguish and the suffering that he was getting ready to go through. But I want you to realize there's a final word. Not only mission, rejection, and agony, but triumph. Yes, he went to the cross, and yes, he died, and yes, he shed his blood, and yes, they took him off the cross, and they laid him in a borrowed tomb. But that was not the end of the story. Three days later, victoriously, triumphantly, Jesus was resurrected. Think about it. Do you remember when he was on the cross and he spoke seven times from the cross? And one of the things that he said from the cross was, Tetelestai, it is finished. What was he saying that he was finished? No, but his mission was finished. Behold the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. And this is what really and truly Christmas is all about. Because you look into the face and you see a baby certainly in a manger, but he didn't stay a child. He grew, he matured at the age of 33. He goes to the cross and he dies and he shed his blood. Why? Because he came to save that which was lost. You look into the face of one who said that I am the light of the world and I came to bring you back into a right relationship with the Father. That's really what Christmas is about. And the question that all of us, whether you're at home or whether you're sitting here this morning, is do you know his grace? Do you know his forgiveness? Do you know his peace that passes all understanding? And listen to me, it's not just found in his teachings. And yes, his teachings are true and they're life-changing. But what Jesus is talking about is a relationship. And that relationship comes when you finally are able to look into the mirror of God's truth and recognize that you're a sinner, that you cannot earn or work your way into the kingdom of God. It's not about being a Baptist or a Methodist or Church of Christ or Pentecost or Charismatic or any other denomination. You've heard me say it multiple times. God does not know us under a denominational umbrella. He knows you as a saint or an ain't, saved or lost. And the message of Christmas is that, yes, God so loved every one of us and he so loved the world that he was willing to give up from himself, his only begotten son. And today, if you come to the realization that the greatest gift that you'll ever receive in your life is not what you're going to get under the Christmas tree, but what was given to you over 2,000 years ago, then when God loved you enough to send his only son to go to a cross to die for you to be laid in a grave, victoriously come out of that grave, who is now at the right hand of God the Father, as we talked about last Sunday, one day. And family, I don't think it's that far off. He's coming to get his bride. But the question is, do you know him? Not just about him. Not just songs about him. But do you know him here in your heart? And this morning, I want to invite you, whether you're watching online or here today, if there's never been a time or a moment in your life where you have said yes to Jesus, surrendered your heart to him, today you can do just that to say, Lord Jesus, first of all, thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I confess that I'm a sinner and I ask you to forgive me my sins and come into my life and to save me right now. And I got news for you folks. According to the word of God, Jesus will do exactly what he said he would do. 
You how do you know that? Because there are literally hundreds of people in this building today that at some point in your life, you did just that. And he came to live here, and he forever changed and transformed your life, and you have never been the same. Amen, church? Because you met Jesus. And our prayer today is that you too, if you don't know him, will come to know him and the greatest gift of all. Would you bow your head with me, please? Father, I come to you today, and my prayer is is that today in this room, that those are watching online, Father, that if there is someone today that does not know Jesus, that they will hear the real message of Christmas. And yes, that you loved us, that you sent your son, but he went to the cross and he died. And he didn't, it didn't stop there. He was gloriously resurrected. That he paid the price that we today could experience the joy and the peace and the hope of a relationship with Jesus Christ, your son. So Father, they speak to hearts. And Father, when all the music is done, if someone needs to come and just say, hey, I I need to know this Jesus, that Father, they would run to you. Come find one of us back in the hospitality room that we could pray with them, that we could open up the word of God with them, that they could leave this place today more alive than when they came into this building because they have found Jesus. Speak to hearts today. Change lives. We pray that in Jesus' name.